Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky with Break of Day Capital. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. Today on the podcast, we have Joseph Fang. Joe has been actively investing in real estate since 2003 and over the past few years invested passively in over 50 commercial real estate syndications. Joe is a podcast junkie and devours any material related to macroeconomics, real estate, and health. Welcome to the show, Joe. Can you start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you're doing? Hi, Gary. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm delighted to be on. So prior to investing in real estate full-time, I spent over a decade in the traditional investment management business. I did five years with hedge fund in New York City while going to business school at night. And then shortly after that, I came back home to my hometown and worked for a fairly large investment management company, a fund manager in Los Angeles for another seven years. And I think it was really through the Going through the great financial crisis, you know, having gathered a portfolio of rental properties and having successfully navigating through those, those rough waters, in hindsight, realizing that, wow, you know, real estate could actually be a pretty resilient asset class just from our personal experience. And particularly multifamily, when managed properly, I think that they make pretty resilient asset class. And since then, you know, we focused investing in real estate full time. What was really interesting is sometime around 2017, I think that's like when you and I met and and I actually, this is when we really got into syndications, right? If you remember those good old days, we just found like learning about commercial real estate syndications and learning how to use them really just took our investment portfolio to a whole nother level. I mean, being able to leverage sponsors' expertise really, I would say, supercharge our investment returns and gave us the the time freedom and the financial freedom to do the, the things that we want to do. So we were able to leave our W-2 jobs and basically uh, went on this extended sabbatical that have just actually just recently finished. And with all that time, my wife and I were able to kind of use that time to really get into the things that, that we're also interested in, like alternative health and biohacking and, and basically just any subject that we we found interesting. And, and we love everything from macro to other types of real estate to, wow, I mean, it, even venture capital investing, it, it just everything, you know, anything and everything goes. Well, I'm excited for you to get back in the workforce and actually join our team. 
like you said, we've been friends for five, six years now. And we met at someone else that we both invested in was having a meetup and we met there and then we ran each other into each other at another meetup and just really enjoyed our deep discussions regarding real estate and health. And, you know, obviously we clicked and, and we're definitely aligned and, and you having invested in, in six of our deals, I mean, you really know what, what we're doing. So I'm, I'm happy to, to have you on as our director of investor relations. Yeah, it's just really amazing the, the timing of all of this. I literally woke up one morning in November and just realized I want to get back into doing professional work. To be frank, I may have become kind of bored with the semi-retire life. I mean, it, it's been great, but I feel like you know there's so much more that I want to accomplish. And one of my passions in life is really to basically share my investment knowledge and experience with as many people as I can and, and basically help bring them along, help build their wealth, you know, kind of let's all get to a better place together. And I wasn't really looking for a job per se, but more of um like a capstone role, maybe like a grand finale to my the, the years of work and then the years of investing and experience that I can share with as many people as possible. And the very interesting thing is I couldn't think of a better company and better person to work for. You know, I've, I've known you over, I've gotten to know you really well over the years. And, you know, I've always found you, Gary, to be a trustworthy and honorable person. And you're, you're a go-getter. You, you don't say no. It's like, if I, if I give you an idea, you're like, okay, next thing you're like, okay, I'm, there's three things. I, which one should I do? You know, it's like you, you don't waste time. And I love that about you. Also, you know, when you started Break of Day Capital, we became passive investors and just kind of seeing how you operate, you know, you, I mean, it's been great seeing how Break of Capital, such a strong operator, uh, managing, you know, being able to manage through in recent times uh, that it's, it's been so turbulent, right? Going from COVID and having to deal with the eviction and rent moratoriums. And then, you know, even recently with this rapidly rising interest rate environment, just seeing how break of day capital is able to, to operate through all these turbulent waters and being an investor and, and seeing what you do and then still producing really good results for, for us. And I just feel like this is who I want to work for. And this is the company I want to work for. It, it, it just feels right. And it's, it's just interesting because, you know, talk about timing, you know, talk about is it, is it divine intervention or, or is it just the universe calling? Literally, like I emailed you and called you and said, hey, do you need help? Because I know you've done so much with so little in just a few short years. And I got to think you, you might need help. So I asked and, and literally you told me you were looking to hire a, a director of investor relations. And then that's exactly the role that I want. Yeah, it was funny because oh, yeah. um, I had hired someone earlier in 2022. It wasn't the right fit. It wasn't what I was I was looking for. And finally, it took me a while to figure out what I needed to hire for. And and that Monday, I was going to place that ad. I was committed to that. And you you emailed me Saturday, and I said, "Okay, I'm 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 heading to the airport. I'll give you a call in a couple of hours." And we kind of talked through the role and talked through you coming back into the workforce and everything. And you know, over many conversations, we thought it was a good fit for us. And so sometimes, you know, it's funny how things work out. I definitely think of this as the perfect role for me at with what I want to accomplish. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, 
I know you you have invested in fifty deals, so you've you've got to probably have some some good war stories. Why don't you share one one or two of those with us? So you know when when you've been investing long enough, and it, it, it and it's through my entire you know twenty five thirty years of investing, you're gonna take on some losers. It, it's that's just how it goes. And then you know hopefully we learn from them and not make those same mistakes again. But I'll, I'll just give you two or three examples just to kind of let people know like what could happen, right? So one of the deals that we invested in was a development deal, single family residential development deal in Reno, and it was with a an experienced developer with 40 with a 40 year track record okay but despite all that sometimes we just couldn't overcome the headwinds you know from macro forces and you know, we had to deal with weather delays we had to deal with covid we had to deal with supply chain issues so ultimately the deal you know underperformed significantly right like another one and this is kind of a funky one sometimes we we kind of get into the trap of wanting to over diversify maybe maybe invest in things that we don't really understand. But for a while in our investor group, we were very interested in investing in life settlements. And they're basically just an insurance policy that insurance policies that you can buy at discount uh, relative its mature value. So shortly after we invested in life settlements, the fund had to take a 10% drawdown because the third party actuary through their black box modeling decided that, oh, your policies are not worth as much as you thought. And so it was just kind of like in trying to invest in a non-correlated asset, which is what how this was marketed to us, you know, we ended up taking on risks that we didn't really understand. And, you know, ultimately the the fund significantly underperformed. That was a really good lesson about <laughs> Only invest in things that you really understand, which in, in our case is just really sticking to real estate. Finally, and this is the one that you know, I don't want to say that it hunts me. It, it's just something that I, I always remind myself of is, you know, we invested with a multifamily sponsor who had many years of, of real estate experience, but not, not necessarily multifamily, but just in a bunch of different types of, of real estate investing really talked a good game, you know, it was more of a marketer, probably in hindsight, probably would have been better off as as a syndicator or just as somebody who raises capital. But ultimately what happened was, you know, about a year into the deal, you know, we started having basically a lot of operational issues. So couldn't get the rents where we wanted to go, had trouble keeping up with occupancy. And then ultimately just had a lot of issues with the property. For example, severe plumbing issues and even foundation issues. And then just it was just crazy, like to learn about these things after the fact. You know, how come this wasn't caught during due diligence in the, at the purchase time, right? And so ultimately, the sponsor's option was basically to convince the investors to basically sell the property at a smaller loss, as opposed to waiting for a larger one. And this was one of our first deals, so now our due diligence is much better. But it just kind of, it was a little bit annoying because I feel like the sponsor gave up and just really didn't really, ultimately didn't really care about the investor's money. So that's something that I always think about. It's always in the back of my mind. And it's how, this is the reason why like I'm today I'm looking for sponsors that are very strong operators. And I, I remember you telling me stories like you would, Eventually, you would like drive and meet sponsors too, and really kind of try to understand, look at their team and and whatnot. Any kind of other lessons that you've learned from questions to ask or warning signs or something for our listeners out there to know, like a, a warning sign to not invest with a sponsor. 
there's so many things to be told. You really don't know. I mean, sponsors can have, they have very fancy pitch decks. They can show you very sophisticated underwriting models. I mean, you can do all kinds of due diligence questions and they'll have the best answers. But regardless of their track record, whether they've done one deal or 50 deals, I mean, you're going to be a first time investor with them. There's always a first time, right? And you really, you, you just don't know for sure until you see how they operate. I really want to focus on talking about over the years and, you know, experiencing different sponsors. I, I feel like the thing that you really want to focus on is, is how well they operate the property, because that, re that really is what determines you know, a successful outcome versus a, you know, less favorable or even a bad outcome, right? So, I mean, you know, the operating a rental property, it's not rocket surgery, right? It's, but where it's difficult is that you really got to get into the nitty gritty details, making, making sure everything gets done in a timely fashion, issues are properly addressed. So through my experience, I feel like the strong operators are the ones that really focus on communicating with investors exactly what they're doing to drive value and how that that implementation of the business plan is how is that translating into actual results you know you can measure key performance indicators you can look at actual versus performa so then they can really show you really communicate with you what it is that they're doing and and plus the other side of that too right when properties are not performing what are they doing to fix it you know what are they well first of all you know it, it's good to to see problems before they even happen but when problems do come how do you fix it right and so the good sponsors really communicate that well and not, not only effectively but also in a timely manner so that the investors can feel confident that the sponsors knows they know exactly what they're doing and they're doing a, a good job managing the entire process from beginning to end i also want to add just one more thing i've also learned and this is probably a very rare occurrence is that the absolute best sponsors are the ones that value your capital more than their own okay and what i mean by that is running apartments it's like these things have a life of their own it's like they don't care that you've underwritten for you to make a certain amount of money on a certain time it doesn't care it doesn't know that you have a model right life happens and so despite your best efforts you know if things don't go well the good sponsors the really good sponsors will, will step in with extra liquidity to protect that asset you know until there's enough time to get the asset to perform again that to me is one of the biggest keys yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you talked about operations, which is so key. You know, a really strong operator can make a, a, a bad deal good, a good deal great. When you talk about problem solving, being able to take a punch, being proactive, and that liquidity piece. Because yeah, there's, there's a lot of sponsors out there that are, they use the acquisition fees to cover their, you know, to keep their lights on, but there's no backstop. You know, God forbid there's a shortfall. They're coming to investors the first thing. You know, they don't have the money to lend the company even for a short term. They are living paycheck to paycheck trying to build a business. And that's dangerous when you're investing with, with someone like that. Great insight. So tell the listeners a little bit about your role with Break of Day Capital. So I am the director of investor relations. And what that means is I continue to serve our existing investor base whatever needs that they have, keeping them updated with all the things that we just talked about, you know, operationally, when things are going great, when things are not going so great, and what are we doing about it? Just making sure that we, we're always consistently and communicating with our investors in a timely fashion. 
And then the other thing that I do in my role is to connect with potential future partners, you know, and, and that's anybody from the sophisticated investors all the way up to family offices and institutional investors. You know, I, as you know, investing in these large scale multifamily real estate is a team sport, right? I mean, the more deals that we do, the more, the more good deals that we can offer to our investors, the more capital we need. So we're always, you know, we're always growing on, on both ends. I want to make sure that, you know, we communicate our services, what we do, make sure people understand all the things that we do. Absolutely. Well, I'm super excited with your experience and, you know, looking at it from all different perspectives and and bringing that, bringing that unique perspective to the company. What are you, what are you most excited about? Wow. A couple of things. Okay. I'm very excited about working with Break of Day Capital. I'm excited in doing whatever I can to help the company grow. Ultimately, like I said, the for me, the goal is to help bring as many investors along. And I just have a passion for helping people. And then I want them to, I want to be instrumental in, in helping investors build their wealth. I've brought many friends and family into syndications, which, you know, frankly, like most people never heard of it. Over the years, I, I've seen the positive impact that has made in their livelihood. And it's Boy, I tell you, it feels good. I want that to be my legacy, you know, and I, this is why I joined your firm. And this is what I hope to bring to to all of our investors and, you know, the ones that are here with us today and the future ones. Now, as far as like just the broader, you know, if you want to just zoom out and talk about the the broader economy, this is a good reminder that, you know, despite all the doom and gloom and sentiment that's out there and, and some of the more dire predictions I just want to remind folks, we're going to get past this, you know, like we always do and just focus on what you can do to make improvements every day and keep your head down, keep putting in the hard work and don't lose your sight on the prize. You know, don't lose focus on your long-term goals. We're all going to keep growing and we're all going to keep developing. And I wouldn't be surprised in 2024, 2025, we have a real estate market that's, that's roaring again. Nobody's saying that now, but it's quite possible. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, I've got one last question for you. We usually ask at the end of the podcast, what is your asset management superpower? But I'm going to ask you, what is your investor relations superpower? I love this question. Well, first, I have a, a very deep passion for talking about investments, you know, all types of in- investments, you know, with particularly focus in the multifamily syndication portion. And I also love connecting with people. I love getting to know people and I find people very interesting. I always meet lots of cool and interesting people. Um, and I think that this is something that we, you know, we can always connect on. And finally, Gary, you and I share the same philosophy. We come from a mind, a perspective of abundance where we feel like, you know, as long as you can keep adding value, as long as you can keep helping people, first of all, it's a, it's a very gratifying experience, but also, I believe that somehow the universe rewards us for for being a good citizen, right? And you just never know how that favor comes back when you least expect it. So it's a win-win. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Joe, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking about your new role and all of your, your knowledge from investing in so many deals. Where can listeners find out more about you and connect with you? So I would love to connect with anybody who wants to talk about investments, particularly multifamily syndications. So first, you can come to our website at breakofdaycapital.com, or you can just email me directly at joseph at breakofdaycapital.com, or you can even find me on LinkedIn at Joseph Fang. 
with Break of Day Capital. I look forward to hearing from all of you. All right. This is Gary Lipsky signing off. I'll be back next week with another informative episode on the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. To all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, head over to our website, breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and or fill out our investor application. We'll talk to you next week. 